Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are joined again by Sean. Hi, Sean. Hey, folks. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Always good to have you on the show. Uh, (laughs) So we are talking about our 13 days of Halloween, where every day leading up to Halloween, we talk about a movie uh, that is in the horror or thriller or mystery genre. And uh, I'm going to let you take it away, Sean, to talk about pieces. (laughs) Well, I'll give a real quick uh, recap, kind of hot take of pieces. But uh, yeah, the the general plot, if there is one, kind of um, follows a a young boy putting together a a nudie puzzle. His his mother comes in and really, really seems to be very bummed that he's putting the puzzle together. Um, Overreacts in a way that I've never really seen a parent overreact other than like Mommy Dearest style. She's beating the crap out of him, berating him. Looking, tearing apart his room, looking for other porn, and unfortunately for her, son takes an axe to her, and um, pieces kind of kicks off. And <laughs> what follows is kind of um, one of the most absurd um, slasher films that I've ever seen, and I mean that in in a good way. Um, the set pieces for a lot of these horror films are are really just the kills, and in this movie, it really is just the kills. Um, Everything else is completely bonkers, and we'll we'll get into that. But um, that's my initial take, Ashley. What, what did you think? Yeah, this movie is an interesting watch. Um, it's interesting for uh, for various reasons. I the kills, as I guess people say, are um, pretty brutal and. There's there's kind of an exploitative nature to the film. I mean, every there's a lot of female nudity, mm-hmm. well, that, you know, and that's to be expected in these, you know, slasher films from this time period. I don't know. It just seems particularly lurid here, <laughs> and the the violence in particular is pretty brutal. Um, so there's there's that aspect of it, and I think people who like this movie maybe they they like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I get more enjoyment out of just the <laughs> inept way that the movie is made. Um, it's it's humorous to me. The dialogue it looks like it was all added later, like ADR or whatever they call it, um, and it's just not very well done. And it's just kind of humorous to me a lot of the times. Um, the plot doesn't make much sense. Um, there's a whole like uh, so is this set this is set in a, at a school set in Boston at a yeah, university at college a university yeah. college right um, there's all these murders happening they bring in an an under <laughs> a tennis star who's turned detective who's now an undercover tennis instructor it, 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 it that's just one element of the plot that makes no sense there's I don't know. We should say why it's called Pieces, too. So the killer in this has a chainsaw. He dresses up like the Shadow oh, from, yeah, the, from yeah. the old radio and comics uh, series and cuts off limbs and pieces of, of the young girls that he uh, uh, kills and then is wanting to stitch them together. <laughs> so I, I, I refer to this movie as being fascinatingly bad. I mean, it's just it's just it's not good, but it, it is in a weird way too entertaining, but in a fascinatingly bad way. And, um, 
the dubbing is is one of the aspects of it that's that's not good. And I don't know why, because, you know, if you watch like out of Italian like, giallo horror films, I mean, yeah. that's fairly common. But these are all like English speaking actors, as far as I can tell. Now, they filmed this in Spain, mm-hmm. although it's supposed to be Boston. But I mean, again, I mean, everyone I think is English speaking. I'm, I'm familiar with at least some of these actors and I mean, they speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all ADR afterward. Um and I, I am a little, I don't know if you know the reason why, Sean. No. Okay. But it's, it adds to the weirdness of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's weird. So in preparation for this, we watched it again, Ashley and I. So it was my second time watching it. In, in hindsight now, watching it the second time, I'm like, I don't know why I thought there was any mystery about who this could be. It could have been only one of two people, really. And, it's fairly obvious now watching it the second yeah, time who it is. It is. Yeah. Um, and again, kind of like, not unlike the Prowler, which we talked about earlier. Like it's, um, it's, it's obvious because of a, a, a opening scene mm-hmm. that takes place decades in the past. And again, looking at who your suspects are now in the present, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well it's either you or you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it is. It's. It feels fairly exploitative, uh, you know, as far as like you know the the kind of brutality and the nudity. Mm-hmm. There's also. I mean, there's also a scene though where there's a, a guy and a girl in bed together, and the guy gets up and he he it's where he he hears someone like walking outside, and so and there is someone walking outside, so he goes to the window. I mean, he's stark naked, mm-hmm. and you see his thing, <laughs> and uh, that was. That was interesting. That was a surprise. That yeah. was a surprise. So <laughs> it's funny though. I did read something about this where somebody was calling it exploitative, which I agree with, but also pornographic. I do not agree with. I mean, pornographic to me, there has to be sex involved, and yeah. I don't. There's no like sex in here. Nobody, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't agree with that assessment. Yeah, listen, man, I savor this movie. Every time <laughs> I watch this movie, I savor the experience. Like. This has long been like a movie that I've recommended to people just because it is so bonkers. Like, and I've started to think that like, as I've watched it more, that really, I feel like the filmmakers must have been a little bit in on the joke. And when I say, I mean, I feel like they're trying to deliver a slasher film, but I I don't really feel like they really want to do anything more than present gratuitous nudity and gratuitous violence. And it's a very violent movie, but I feel like the violence in pieces, you're almost just, it's, it's like inviting you to laugh at how absurd it is. Like the Prowler was brutal and pieces is very, more, much more violent than the Prowler, but like almost in like an evil dead way, there's limbs flying. <laughs> Dude, there is so much to like about this movie that I don't have <laughs> the time to talk, but you know, you've got like, you've got Paul, you've got Paul Smith who was Bluto and Popeye just like every scene, like grimacing and like shaking a fist at people <laughs> and, He's wielding a chainsaw and they're trying to get you to think, you know, that it's him. And he's involved in, in several scenes where it's just him like growling at people. And like you said, it's, it's really pretty obvious right from the get go who the killer is. And I just, I, I, I love, there's a scene too, where it frames every suspect in the same shot. People will just, people just enter murder scenes just like randomly, like Paul Smith shows up in the, at a murder scene. The professor, that annoying anatomy professor, Mm -hmm. just shows up at a murder scene, and in one murder scene, like Christopher George, like turns around, and you've got you've got 
Kendall, the kid. You've got Paul Smith. You've got the professor. Mm-hmm. You've got the dean. They're all just like, standing there like it's an episode of Scooby Doo. Like, <laughs> and then, like Ashley said, they bring in they bring in a former tennis star to go undercover. They let a high school kid go undercover. No, a college kid. I'm sorry. But then you've got completely insane. Like there's a killer loose on campus, but yet the tennis star is walking alone on campus at night. And then she runs into a kung fu teacher who's throwing, who's throwing down kung fu on her. Kendall comes around the corner on a motorcycle, and she's, she's beating up the kung fu. He's like, oh, that's my kung fu professor. It's crazy. And the kung fu professor walks up and says, oh, my stomach wasn't feeling too good. It must have been like the kung pao chicken or whatever. It, it's Chop suey. Chop suey. None of it makes any sense. It's just I have to feel like the, the, the filmmakers at some point were like, okay, this is – you want you want absurd that we're going to deliver to you, but you know what? I think that the killer it was obviously the Giallo influence. Like it's always got the he's always got the leather gloves on, like the Giallos. And but I think like it looked pretty cool. Like he was in like the hat with like I oh, thought yeah. I thought that was cool in like a in a corny way. Like it wasn't scary at all. Did you did this movie scare you? I mean, it's not scary at all, dude. This movie doesn't have any scary. None. <laughs> I mean, scary, no, but I did think the killer looked cool. Yeah, the killer was cool. And I mean, if I if I had encountered that just in real life, I'd be frightened a yeah. little bit by that look. Um, yeah. And I mean, the killings are so they are so They're over the top. Over the top. I mean, you know, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't say. It was how about scary. how about the foreshadowing in the very beginning? Is hey, did you hear? There's a waterbed in the weight room or wherever at the gym. <laughs> they put a waterbed in the gym, and have you ever made love on a waterbed? It's so awesome to smoke pot and make love on a waterbed. Like, what is, what is that going on, man? But then, you know, the waterbed scene was pretty cool. Like, that, the stabbing on the water, on, on the waterbed, and the water is all red. And like, mm-hmm. it had some, I just, I love everything about this movie. It's just, there's the killing in a pool that, I mean, doesn't, I don't, I don't know how that happens, but yeah. He sneaks in. He puts his chainsaw down briefly. To, <laughs> he puts his chainsaw down briefly to fish her out of the pool. I mean, it's, you know what? I mean, and like I said, the, it doesn't. The tagline was the tagline was it is what you think it is, and it doesn't spare on the. There's limbs flying. There's chainsaws. Like you actually like seeing chainsaws going into body parts, but none of it was to me. It wasn't brutal at all. You're just it's so garish. Like the blood's everywhere. You, you know. It, <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, I, I, I would say I, I laughed at more than I oh, yeah. was scared. You're sitting sure. there. The kills can't be effective because of everything else that's going on around it. And it's another one that feels like it's obviously trying to pad its runtime. But, and I guess aren't they all in the end? Isn't that, <laughs> aren't all slashers? But God, it was just, Christopher George was terrible in this, I thought. And he's normally okay, right? Like he plays like the head detective and... <laughs> Dialogue that comes out of his mouth, like no human ever. There's just you got to like. I don't smoke. They've been partners for twenty years, but I mean, it's just crazy, man. So you mentioned earlier, like there's a college student who they end up. I don't know. He becomes an honorary police officer, which I mean makes no sense. But I want to talk about Christopher George's police partner because. (laughs) I, I, I was trying to find his, him on the IMDb cast list. I can't recognize him, but he's an older guy. Yeah, he's like the grizzled older. Looks like Grace Bannon kind of. Yeah, yeah. And 
And there's this moment in the movie where it is toward the end, but like he's in like the file room or whatever, trying to like look into the past, right? He's trying to, yeah, (laughs) trying to figure out what's happening. And Christopher George calls him. He's like, you know, look, man, like what you got for me, like what what's happening? And his partner just goes on this rant, you know. And of course, it's all ADR. It's all dubbed. It all sounds. He's like, you know, I've been in here all night. I'm tired. I haven't eaten. I'm sleepy. Blah blah blah. I mean, I can't do this anymore. And then, like, without missing a beat, he's like, I'll keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll keep going here. Another great line. Another great line is, "We're just trying on clothes with no tags here." Yeah. That's like, what in the God's name are you talking about, man? Wow. I mean, I will say, like, the dubbing in here is is what adds to it, in my opinion, being a bad movie, but it also adds to the charm, if you want to call yeah. it that, of the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think the dubbing in here and the dialogue is close to being on par with, um, I think, a movie we talked about last year, which was Demons. Oh, Particularly, yeah. like, like, the black guy in Demons. I mean, his dubbing... Was just he's a legend, yes, <laughs> superb, yeah. superb. And in this one, yeah, I mean, several of the dubbed lines in here are just like, I mean, it's just well, uh, help me to remember exactly what she says, but the reaction that the undercover tennis player oh, has God. to when they find the body yes. in the locker room, beautiful bastard, 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 yes, that's right. She goes on this, like, she just goes crazy. <laughs> Oscar performance. <laughs> well, and I did read, I did, Ashley brought a good point. I did read like reviewers kind of comp- saying it was porn. Was it you that said that it looked like a por- like CD, like a yeah. porn, which it kind of does, but like I don't know that I'd go that far. That it was like people were saying like all character motivations are character motivations and the style and how it looks is like a porn almost, you know, like the characters in this movie do make choices that no. You know, they wander around in the pitch black and like people, why are you go, you're going swimming alone on campus, you know, and it just. In the dark. In the dark, that? yeah. I mean, <laughs> making character choices no one would ever make, but again, I feel like that's, that is part of the charm, but. Oh, it's something. You know, it's interesting too, like in, in, in seeing these, these horror movies, so many of them are set, you know, at college campuses. Yeah. And in the movies, the college campuses seem to be very small. Like, as far as. It doesn't take people very long to get right from point A to B. And it's like just a few locations. And and it's just like in real life, I mean, college campuses, well, okay, I guess it depends on the college. <laughs> but college campuses tend to be very big. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially at the major universities and like they're, they're spread out. And it's just, I don't know. But I think I think it suits these kind of movies better for like, to have it, I guess, to have it more of a small feel, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, this this movie's just, this is, this movie's outrageous. <laughs> it is. Um, Did you, uh, I like, I kind of like the fact that uh, they made the Kindle, the college student, the big man on campus, they made him kind of the Lothario that's betting all the women. And I kind of like the, you know, he meets his fate in kind of a punishment for, yeah, for, his promiscuity because there's several times where they're just like, Oh, you're the big man on campus. First of all, he looks like, he looks like he's 35. I mean, <laughs> it's a terrible type perm. And I'm, I, I was always like, Oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy is the big man on campus. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but that, but that's another, I mean, the way I, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but <laughs> there's a, 
the ending, I mean, made no sense at all. No. But let's, mean, just, let's just talk about that ending. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the, 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 they find out who the killer is. They, they find the stitched together yeah. Frankenstein like mm-hmm. thing that the killer has put together using all the body parts. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, then that comes to life. Yeah, and grabs the crotch yeah. of which kid is it? Is it Kendall? Is Kendall? that his name? Or I've been That's referring to yeah. him that whole. But like they, they, they grab, he grabs his, it grabs his crotch and like digs in. First digs in, blood's coming out. Like you know. digs in and then like crushes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, this guy. If anyone in film history deserved that fate, it's this, this, this guy. But I don't know, man. I mean. Well, the fact that they made him this Lothario, I mean, he's kind of nerdy. I mean, yeah, he, he's 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 the one we see the full yeah. front. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, he was at one point, he thought he was going to take the t- tennis instructor home. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. are you going to invite me in for coffee? She's like, maybe later. But she was considering it. Like, everyone, <laughs> everyone loved that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah. So you, you've made me actually, I guess. Appreciate it a little bit more than I, <laughs> oh, I, I, love I had. Movie I mean, so much. I think I've owned like three different versions of it for real. Oh my god! Yeah, like I was like, do I have this on Blu-ray? I'm like, yeah, I do, and I also have two copies on DVD for some reason. Like, <laughs> I love it, man. It's I got it. Yeah, I just highly recommend anyone who's looking for. Well, you better be into gratuitous nudity and cartoony violence, and then completely bonkers everything else, right? Yeah. So what would you give it out of ten? I'm going with a nine. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, I like. I, I think it gets better. Like I said, I really do think it gets better for me every time I watch it. I was so so psyched to watch this again. I'm I'm giving it a six, and I feel like that's going high. For I me. feel like Sean has talked me up to a six. Okay. Wow, <laughs> sixes. So according to my math, the score then our score is a seven. Um, it's on the tomato meter. It has a rotten 43% from critics, which I'm not surprised about. Uh, and also 51% from audiences. So you guys were more in line with what the audiences think, <laughs> I think. But I mean, you can tell, I mean, the amount of times this thing's been, you know, put out on DVD and Blu-ray. I mean, it must have a large audience somewhere, right? I mean. It definitely has a following for sure. Yeah. I think like, you know, most people that you, you um, ask about, if they're like serious, like gore rounds or whatever, will. I think most people are just they're they're blown away by how absurd this the whole thing is. I want to know more about Paul Smith. I really I remember the first time I saw this, I'm like, oh shit, like Bluto's, you know, that's Bluto and mm-hmm. you know he's in the but I mean, what else is he? He's, so he was in a movie that I like and no one else does called Haunted Honeymoon, which was from it was after this, it was in 1986. Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner. Okay. Um he plays in, you know, kind of a big intimidating guy. And that's I, don't, I mean, I know he's been on other things, but that's the only other thing I've seen him in. He makes that same, like, one eye squints, and he's, like, <laughs> clenching his fists, like, every scene. It just... Uh. <laughs> and his character is, is a little weird in this. I oh, mean, yeah. Though his, his reaction to things and his... He'd be, like, a number one... I mean, he's fighting the cops when they discover the body in the pool, remember? And then nothing really happens. Like, he's throwing cops around, and then the next... He's kind of, like, in on the investigation. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an ally at that point. It was, it was unclear to me, like, yeah, because he he was captured. I mean, they went to him like he was suspect yeah. number one, yeah. and they they took him away, and and he was gone from the movie for a while. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But then it became pretty obvious. I think that 
other people were getting killed. Yeah. And but it was unclear, like all of a sudden I guess they released him because he was just back. Like you said, he's back and he was not only back, but he was like assisting them with their investigation or, or coming up on the crime scene and well, you know the, the one lady's playing tennis and the loudspeaker's cranked and he's met he's like mad. The tennis person's like, Can you turn off the loudspeaker? That's not my job. Just, <laughs> that's like the bastard scene, right? I think then they're all three like fumbling around yeah. to find the sound system. Yeah. Because he does he does that. Because like cause yeah. It, it, He's like, it's not my job. And they're like, dude, can you just do it? And he's like, all right, yeah. all right. But he's, all, he's like furious every minute of the movie. <laughs> okay, that's Pieces. I'm glad you finally watched this. You, like when we've been off mic before, like you've mentioned this movie. Our friend Gus has, been, has mentioned this movie to us. And so I was like, okay, all right. And it, it did not disappoint. Um, I can't wait to watch it again next year. You guys will be up to a seven, then an eight, <laughs> then a nine like me. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us, uh, Sean. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.